0: Hello. Welcome. Strap yourself in for the football funny because this is on the left side, the alternative football show. And what a week it has been in football. Premier League records have fallen all over the shop. Not only did Zlatan Ibrahimovic score the league's 25,000 goal, but he celebrated it in his usual modest style. I thought only me scored (laughs) 25,000. But Gareth Barry also hit a personal record with 25,000 touches in the Premier League. And he only miscontrolled 74% of them. But if we're talking touches, I'm sure Adam Johnson's had more than that. But that's what got him in trouble in the first place. Right, what's on this week's show? We go in search of a soccer hard man, get some mental help for Jose Mourinho and reveal why playing football manager is not a waste of time. But first, a bit of spoon bending. Hooray! It's another international break. If only we could have international breaks every... Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry, I dropped off for a second there. Now, where was I? Actually, I'm starting to feel a slight tinge of regrettable positivity towards England and current manager Gareth Southgate of late. Okay, results could have been a little bit better, but it's genuinely nice to see a young English manager saying things like this about the likes of Harry Kane... Harry's proven goalscorer at every level. It's good to have him back in with the squad. Without following it up with a statement like this. We will be sticking him on corners. And just to add to my positivity, England managed to pull themselves into Group F pole position and look certain to embark on a no doubt embarrassing World Cup campaign next year by completing possibly the least emphatic 3-0 win in sporting history, which is no doubt in part due to the fact that Scotland decided to turn up to the game in their Halloween costumes from last week when they all dressed as giant pink highlighter pens. (laughs) But the game did have positives. Clearly the England team has noted last week's news about heading footballs causing memory loss, because each of the three Lions goals came courtesy of a player's forehead, clearly in an attempt from the squad to knock any memories of the 2016 European Championships completely from their brains. So I may have actually spent most of my Friday night wishing I was watching Take Me Out, or at least someone would come and take me out, but the game did remind me of one of my favourite footballing stories ever. Do you remember England versus Scotland in Euro 96? If you were to pick a hero from that day, you'd probably go for Gaza, right? For that amazing goal, for which he will forever be remembered. But you'd be wrong. You may or may not know that the real hero of England that day was spoon bending mind melter Yuri Geller. Yuri has previously claimed responsibility for Gary McAllister missing a penalty kick by using his mystical powers to move the ball seconds before the Scotsman hit his penalty.
1: He puts the ball down and I said, this is it. And I shouted, one, two, three, move! Lo and behold, the ball moved.
0: Okay. But obviously, Yuri has spent the last 20 years racked with guilt about cheating Scotland out of their moment of glory. I should have not interfered with my powers. And for this game, he was going to settle the score. Geller was going to use his powers for good by motivating the Scottish team onto victory. So this time, to make it even, I offered my motivational
1: and inspirational help to Gordon Strachan.
0: Fair play, but with the Scots losing 3-0, it's quite hard to see what impact Geller had on the game. Sure, the ball moved in some random directions away from players, but that was just the Scottish midfield passing. We can only assume that his impact was felt off the pitch instead. I bet the England team were furious when they got back to their hotel room and checked the cutlery drawers. Nice one, Yuri. <laughs> Whatever happened to the soccer hard man, and by hard man I mean someone who tears around a football pitch on a Saturday like Sado Berahino tears into a bargain bucket of KFC. (laughs) Players who make up for their lack of silky skills by embedding their studs into the nearest opposition player, (laughs) before shouting at the referee for being a soft ass for daring to wave a yellow card. But we'll use hard man for short on this occasion. They certainly don't appear to be as prevalent as they were back in the day, and for now at least, there is one less pulling on his boots after Joey Barton agreed to terminate his contract with Rangers by mutual consent. Mutual consent being the nice term for You mate are such a f***ing disaster zone that we are paying you to go away. No one saw it coming. Well apart from Barton himself, who no doubt had a fibre on it. And in the week preceding his departure, the journeyman midfielder even had a doctor's note signing him off from training because of stress. If you think it's stressful playing football, Joey, you should try being a fan of a team you're playing for. Now that's stressful. (laughs) I love that how Barton left the club was like he was leaving a long-term relationship. Apparently, he stormed out the dressing room, carrying under his arm a coffee machine that he'd bought the club, no doubt shouting, Yeah, and another thing, I've to my gold celebrations too. It's almost my favourite ever Barton moment, but then I look back and remember the weird French accent he did when he joined Marseille a few years ago, and there's no topping that. I'm a little bit bored. But there are plenty of options off the pitch for Barton if he does decide to hang up his boots for good. Two former men have been plying their trade in very different ways this week. Roy Keane and Vinnie Jones. Roy is obviously assistant manager for the Republic of Ireland in his spare time from drowning small kittens in canals, that is. Probably. So he only gets to pick a fight with other managers during the international break and he seized his opportunity this week to have a pop at Everton manager Ronald Koeman. The pair have been rowing for some time about the game time that James McCarthy gets for the Irish team when the club don't consider him fully fit. And it all kicked off again after McCarthy pulled out of this week's international games, prompting one unfortunate journalist to ask Roy if he thought club-to-country relationships were important in football.
1: Why do we need a good relationship
0: with Everton? Maybe their players need to toughen up a little bit. Cooman's opinions, honestly, just, I, I couldn't care less. So, let's add Cooman to the list of players that Kino has happily had a spat with in his time, along with Alan Shearer, Patrick Vieira, Mick McCarthy, Alfinger Harlan, Fergie and pretty much anyone else who breathed within 10 yards of the insane Irishman. Take off! One man who went from an on-pitch hardman to a on-screen pretend hardman is Vinnie Jones. The unhinged midfield enforcer turned Hollywood rent a menacing Cockney has turned his attention to a new career in recent weeks. A glance at his new luxury carpet website, Deacon Jones, will show you Mr. Jones proudly showing off. Nine ranges of beautiful carpet, all carefully selected by Vinnie Jones himself. Yep, Vinnie Jones now sells carpets for a living. Personally, I'm looking forward to the new TV advert from his new venture. No doubt with Vinny showing his carpets really are as tough as him as he wraps his business partner up in one and throws him off a bridge in the dead of the night when no one can hear his muffled cries. How times change, eh? Yeah? Now Vinny Jones is selling Shagpile by the foot. Whereas rewind a few years and you'd be much more likely to see him sticking a well-aimed foot right in your Shagpiles. Our next story is a lesson to everyone who has ever been told that they're wasting their lives playing football manager. If sitting in a full suit as AFC Wimbledon play a historical tie against Barcelona in the 2026 Champions League final is a waste of my life, then fine. If eating nothing but pot noodles for four days because I'm worried about the state of mind of my fictional star striker who's demanding a move is a waste of my life, then fine. If not seeing or speaking to family members for several years because of the rigorous demands of a full-time management position with a computerised football team in a digital world is a waste of my life, then fine. I am wasting my life. Or maybe not. Chris Darwin is a football writer and blogger. He's responsible for the excellent Tales from the Top Flight, amongst many other things. And he says that football manager changed his life. And here to talk us through what happened is Chris.
1: Hello, Chris. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? What a great intro.
0: (laughs) Thanks, mate. Go on, talk us through the story, because you can obviously tell it better than I can. Tell me exactly what happened.
1: Oh, God, where to start? Where to start? Well, like a lot of my generation, I was one of the 13, 14 year old kids back in about 92 that was playing the original championship manager games. And I think I was was probably playing them, shall we say, addictively up until sort of university and just about scraped through my A-levels like we do when we've got more important things like Everton away to worry about. Then if we fast forward to about 2014, I suddenly had the urge to see if I could download all the old games again. I've been clean for just over a decade. Football manager hadn't really entered my mind at all. In fact, I didn't even know it was football manager. It was still championship manager in my head. This coincided with a bit of a bit of a life change for me. I sort of got to the top of my career in sales and realized it wasn 't much fun at the top and, and decided to absolutely call it a day and walk out on it with no real idea what I was going to do. My, my girlfriend uh, had always fancied living in Spain and it was something that had always appealed to me as well, so we thought we 'd give it a go. She decided that she 'd come up with two beautiful towns in the south of Spain that we could potentially live in. And I said, well right, okay, let me manage uh, the team of both towns. And the first one that I get promoted to La Liga, we'll move there. And, uh, and she went, all right, fair enough, that'll be the one. Wow. See, being a slight believer in fate. And two years later, we still live here. But there's more. For most people, of.
0: that would end in divorce, that scenario, rather than actually a happy I, life in Spain.
1: I know. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. And I, and I do remind myself of that every day because I'm still allowed to play the game day in, day out. <sighs> okay. But on top of that... Because I had this newfound affinity with the, with the local club, I thought, well, let's, let's go and have a look. From there, I realized that the, uh, the vice president of the club was actually British. So I I collared him and sort of said, look, I've taken these guys up to La Liga on on Football Manager. There's got to be something I can do to help the club here. And I ended up, off the result of that conversation, becoming a director of the club. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey, Jim. You must have an eye on the manager's
0: job now. You're technically their most successful manager of all time. The, The way my life goes, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if I'm sitting in the dugout for real at some point.
0: Have you gone to the powers that be at the club at any point and gone, look, i signed this guy as a 14-year-old and he
1: turned into one of the best strikers in the league. You need to sign him up now. Genuinely, I did simulate into the future on the game for them to just basically show what the actual database of the, of the football game could do for them yeah. and did come up with four or five players that I would say, well, look, these guys are currently playing football in the local area. They are obviously on contracts that do fit within our budget and they have, in simulation, go, gone on to be good players. Now, we're about 18 months since that conversation now. And I am pleased to say that the four or five guys that I did earmark are still playing for teams at the top of the division we're in or have got promoted into the league above. Chris, uh, I've kept you a while.
0: I understand you're probably getting into cold sweats having not played football manager for a few minutes now. (laughs) So I'll let you go very shortly. But what is your one biggest achievement as a football manager player? If you were going to go, this is it. This is the pinnacle of my digital career. What would it be?
1: That is a fantastic question. I'm gonna go all the way back to my very, very first time playing <laughs> it, all the way back in 1993, when I'm pretty sure you could only manage Barnet in the first <laughs> ever game, and I don't think they even had real players. But I managed to get Barnet to win the European Cup as it was wow. back then. Wow! The, the the first time's always the best time, so that that was really that was really cool. Where can people hear more from you, Chris, if they want to? Well, if, if people are interested in my, in my crazy football manager goings-on, then the best place to get hold of that is www.TheHigherTempoPress.com. But I do do a bit of other sort of satirical writing around the Premier League and making fun of the circus that is our national game on TalesFromTheTopFlight.com as well. <laughs>
0: What a difference a year makes, eh? This time last year, we were all asking, is Jose all right? As a series of bizarre post-match interviews, irrational finger-pointing and terrible results look to be pushing the special one closer to the edge. 12 months on, a new club and a new start and a series of bizarre post-match interviews, irrational finger-pointing and terrible results mean we're now asking, really, is Jose all right? The latest unexplained behaviour for Jose Mourinho came in the wake of last week's rare victory over relegation fodder Swansea. Instead of celebrating the results, he saw this as the perfect opportunity to attack Chris Smalling and Luke Shaw for not giving their all. We have players with problems, but we had on the pitch players with problems. I have a friend that that is a big tennis player. He tells me he remembers more the times he played with pain than the times he played without any pain and that's what I mean Well, it's no wonder they're injured mate if you keep on throwing them under the bus like that is it? So that's now injured players that he's visited on his magical tour of culpability this season So who else can we tick off from that list in the last few months? The media? Yep Previous managers, of course. His staff, check. Referees, yep. Football Einstein's, check. Oh, house, house. I've got a line. What do, what do I win? A Manchester United season ticket. <sighs> Never no mind. But while some fans call for his head and the papers book him a one-way ticket to Insaneville, at least one United legend has his back. The Eurosport self-appointed commissioner of football, King Eric Cantona. Hung his out, Josie. Could be worse. You could be catching Sunderland.
1: We have a saying: it is only at the very end of the cattle market that you start counting the culling.
0: Well, to be honest, you might as well count the shit now, Jose. After all, as the song goes, there's only one Memphis to pie. But Jose doesn't want to be miserable alone. He doesn't want to spend Christmas this year sitting alone in his hotel room, eating turkey-flavored crisps, and counting the games that have slipped through his fingers. In an attempt to upset everyone a little bit more and share his misery around, rumours are the Special One has decided that his team will train on Christmas Day, ahead of their Boxing Day game against Sunderland. Demba Ba humbug. I mean, that's not going to help team morale, is it? But with Jose's current mental instability and his Scrooge-like approach to Christmas, Surely, there's an inevitable road to redemption over the Christmas period, and a hell of an idea for a great Christmas blockbuster
1: this year. One
0: manager has forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. I have nothing, nothing to say. Selfish, moody, ungrateful. The Christmas card is not is not big enough. Only thinking of gifts for himself. Black and Decker to destroy the wall. But maybe, one man can rekindle his winter flame. You know Zlatan? There's only one Zlatan.
1: A friendship for the festive season could just
0: save Christmas. We are friends, we respect each other. You want the action, you bring more I'm super happy. And now we start steals another three points, and United are right back in the title chase. This Christmas, we remember it's not all about turkey and wine. I'm like the wine. The older I get,
1: the better I get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zlatan Klaus, the movie, at cinemas this December.
1: I'm the happy one because I'm I'm very happy.
0: Oh, I mean, wow. And I thought Miracle on 34th Street was a bit unbelievable. It's sadly time to go our separate ways because that's it for another episode of On The Left Side. Please, if you've not done so already, drop us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Whilst you're there, if you hit subscribe, you'll get next week's On The Left Side episode making football funny straight into your inbox for, get this, for free! Hurrah! Right, I'm off to check that Yuri Geller hasn't taken revenge for my earlier comments by going on a rampage through my kitchen drawers because that's full time. See you later! Here you go, mate. Lovely shag pile here. Bargain price. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'll throw in this satirical football podcast too. Honestly, can't shift them. Written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. <laughs> I've got no f***ing clue who they are. Special deal for abrupt audio, isn't it? Nice one. Here
1: we go. One, two, three, move! Yes! Thanks for watching.